0: Prequels. Gross, right? Losers across the world complained when Captain Marvel released, but for all the wrong reasons. Most of the complaints were stupid, but I still had a few. Prequels have a hard ceiling. So many things already established in the MCU were thrown out the window. They called it SHIELD and not the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Uh, The history of the Tesseract is given a couple twists and most egregiously, we see Nick Fury's eye cut out by a cat, instead of just leaving it up to mystery. It's hard to do prequels, but this was a little necessary here. That brings inherent flaws and nits to be picked, but all that does is take away from a really, really good movie. It really is a tale of feminism, or if you hate what that word implies, independence and strength in oneself, particularly in the case of a strong woman, so, you know feminism. it has got killer action sequences, an amazing twist, top-tier acting performances, and intriguing plot. It really is fairly perfect. If a film's two chief complaints are that it's a prequel, and that the lead actress is a strong, independent woman whose main purpose isn't to fulfill a neckbeard sexual fantasy, how bad could a movie be? Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion mcu rewatch this is jake clark i actually hit record this time so we're not gonna go 10 minutes into conversation without it uh going unrecorded but what's up bj we got bj here today we're talking about captain marvel
1: what is up we got our rehearsal in we are we're good to go
0: (laughs) uh avid listeners my three listeners that's that's probably highballing it uh they'll remember in iron man 2 when i went the entire podcast without recording with josh and then i had to do the next day (laughs) that that sucked. Uh, but Captain Marvel, it's a movie that's like really unfairly hated uh by a bunch of neckbeards that live in their mama's basement. Um, and I frankly, there's not a lot of reasons to hate this movie. Like I think prequels have a hard ceiling, and I think uh, I'll I'll get to flaws with this movie later right now. I want to hype it up because I do like this movie a lot. Um, but there's just not a lot of things that you can point at and say, like this was bad, this was bad. what what, what do you think about this movie? A couple quick thoughts.
1: Yeah, the uh the whole like um oh captain marvel like people hating her just because i don't know like she's a female lead or for whatever reason it's just it's just kind of bizarre and i have um, one
0: theory because i mean there are female leads and that people like but i have one theory that i'm going to get to uh, i don't remember which section but i'm going to get to it to why people hate captain marvel but not black widow you know
1: yeah and i think i think i kind of know the answer (laughs) to that um, well okay well
0: look let's just do it now what do you think it is why do you think hit yeah, this? i one? mean
1: like black widow is like um her whole character is like sexiness yeah and captain marvel is about empowerment and yeah so people like when women act <laughs> sexy but not when they're empowered and and they're stronger than the hulk or whatever
0: yeah and um, i mean it's fine they're both empowered in their own way like scarlet witch yeah, Scarlet Witch too, but she's sexualized. But she chooses to be, and that's fine because that's what she does. That's her characterization. But then Captain Marvel is not. Not to say she's not hot because she is. Um, yeah. But she's not a sexualized character. She's a strong. This I, is a very I know feminist movie. Oh yeah, you know I like her. <laughs> um, but this is a very feminist movie. And I remember I think the last time I watched this movie was in 2020. I was stuck in a hurricane in um uh, in uh, uh what do you call it Alabama gulf shores alabama i'm watching this with a bunch of uh, like friends of mine and uh, in the scene that i love that we'll talk about later when she says i'm nothing nothing to prove to you uh one girl sat up and she was like yeah feminism and i was like that this and it, it's so much more subtle in this movie than it is at other times um because yeah. it's it's independence and it's uh, uh personal strength more so than just feminism but it is still feminism It's not like an end game where it's a bunch of girls that happen to be on the same spot on the battlefield. And Mantis is there for some reason next to it's like, hey, Captain Marvel, I'll help you out. Like, yeah, go hide. How about that?
1: Yeah, it's not forced like end game as much as I love end game.
0: Just that one scene was great. They
1: just tried to fit in all these like fan service things. And that was one of the ones that just didn't work. That was probably one of the few ones that didn't really work. Most of it. Um, perfect
0: perfect fan mm. fan service in that movie
1: but yeah this was like it felt sincere it actually i think it made it better that people were like hating on it just because it's a female lead basically yeah because it kind of proved the point of the movie yeah um and like i don't know do you remember when like um people were like oh she why isn't she smiling on her, uh, <laughs> yeah. on her posters Yeah, people
0: are upset that she wasn't smiling during the press con- uh, press tour, and there was one point where she gave um, Don Cheadle a weird look, but it wasn't an angry look. She just wasn't smiling like a perfect actress is supposed to do, or whatever. And it it just it showed that show that clip of of real life from that press conference and the Twitter reactions. Compared to the guy on the motorcycle who said, "Hey, won't you smile at me?" It's like the same dude. That's like the guy they're making fun of right there.
1: It's it's so meta.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like not even intentionally, but it worked out that way.
1: Yeah, it's like magic. Um, yeah. And <laughs> do you remember when they somebody photoshopped like posters of like Captain America, and they photoshopped teeth over his face in the? <laughs> I didn't. That's <laughs> hilarious though. Like none of the yeah. dudes
0: smile. What yeah. what guys are smiling? in the heat of battle
1: it'd be paul rudd
0: maybe what <laughs>
1: yeah paul rudd for sure who'd you say i i just said it would be weird oh yeah, be it would weird. be weird and... uh, yeah true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my I mean, favorite just... thing
0: about this uh, doing this with you josh amazing ricky is i start to understand people's like conversational tics in a way especially because i edit and then i, I hear like i the way that Josh says, um, I can see that on editing before I even get to it. It, it. It's just funny. And the way you do it, like you have a thought. And it's a great thought. And you, you go through it. And then once you finish up your thought, you just have like seven extra words, which is like.
1: Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to end sentences. <laughs> if somebody wants to comment on here, I don't know. Can you comment on podcasts? But uh, if somebody wants to comment me. how to end sentences, that would be lovely.
0: <laughs> just once you've said something smart and I reacted to your smart thing. That's when you can just be like, silence.
1: This is why I don't talk very much in real life.
0: Cause <laughs> that with you? Um, I'm probably going to keep this in, but it's funny. Um, but one thing I want to touch on before we get to the, the awards, I think this might be my favorite twist in a movie. Um, because I already thought it was, it was a twist. Because in the comics, the Kree are the bad guys. They're warmongers. They're giant a-holes. Uh, in the scroll, there are warriors and they're sometimes protagonists, but more often antagonists. So it, it wasn't crazy in theaters in the first half of this movie when we thought that the Kree were the good guys. I thought maybe they would switch later. And I think another important part of that is because the only Kree we knew so far was Ronin, who we knew as a Kree zealot. So he could have just been a bad Kree. It's not that all Kree were bad. Um, but the twist, it was so good because of the way that uh, ben Mendelsohn and um, Jude Law, who I, I love Jude Law, I love Mendelsohn too, but the way they portrayed before and after, like they were never too good and they were never too bad. You could always see the uh, e- each side of it. So it never seemed like an unrealistic twist halfway through. Because Sometimes you see in twists, um, you find out that a guy is good, but for the first half of the movie, he was being like genuinely bad, but then the twist happens and then the character changes and that didn't happen, especially for Talos. And, and then when you watch it again, you can see, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Although this is not like I still get sucked in. I'm like, oh, man, I, they're, they're going to get Fury. Oh, no. Shoot him. Kill Talos right now. So that just goes to the great acting and the great writing. And, uh, and there was this line from Talos that I really liked uh, that kind of exemplifies that. He said, this is war. My hands are filthy, filthy from it, too. It's like he's not a good guy. You know, he's a warrior trying to protect his family.
1: Yeah, and I think that we don't really, we didn't really believe it at first too. So like, um, Carol's questioning it, and I think for the first part, when they kind of reveal that they're the good guys, you don't really, you're just kind of like, um, are they going to like betray her? Like, it doesn't seem like. See, I didn't
0: feel that really good guys. I I I don't think I think that it actually got me, and I think more so i think you saw mar uh not what he we thought it was to me that was another thing we thought jude law was gonna play marvell who was a good guy being ended up playing some other dude i don't even remember his name so i just keep calling him jude law um
1: young wrong
0: young wrong but he you, you could see in him that it's starting to be fishy it's starting to seem like he's lying but then it would, he would always pull you back but at the same time talos always seemed like a bad guy so if Talos is the bad guy, then Jude Law has to be the good guy. But
1: Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned Ronan. Like, Ronan, in this movie, he's not a zealot yet. He's, like... Right, barbaric. yeah. Yeah. He's, like, you can tell, like, he's probably more violent than the others. And that's why Jude Law uh, doesn't want to bring him on yet. But he's not what he is in Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: What he's literally putting makeup on that is blood of Xandarians, Bizarre. Uh, let's get to the awards. You got first pick.
1: All right. Um, well, let's get into the best single line award.
0: All right. So... The I am Iron Man award, the best single line.
1: Yeah, and I think you've already said it, but um my favorite line for this is I have nothing to prove to you. Mm. Um I think this... see, I think I
0: said that in the uh, no. in the uh, unrecorded version. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> my bad on that then. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. but anyway like the um the climax of this movie the end of this movie is really good and um i like that he's trying to like goad her into fighting mm-hmm. her like you know oh if you're so tough you can fight me without your special powers um but she's like well that's dumb and she pulls the indiana jones um shooting the sword guy kind of move yeah and you know that's that's a cool moment
0: um, did I do Winter Soldier with you, or is that with somebody else?
1: Oh, Winter Soldier, um, I think so. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I talked about this when Captain America fought the French dude, and he's like, "Fight me without your shield, Captain."
1: Yeah. And
0: it's like, why would you do that? There's a rush here, and same thing. I like, I hate that trope in movies where like, if you're so cool, you can beat me without your powers. Like, no, I am cool because I have these powers, so I'm just gonna beat you with them. Um, just just blast them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, well, like the 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 shedding of the d- dependence and the 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 feminist uh, meanings, there's more important to it. But I just overall, I love that scene. I love that that line.
1: Yeah, well, that's like confidence too. Like um, Captain America, like that's kind of his main flaw is pride, <laughs> and so like he's he's yeah. the guy that's gonna do that. Um, and Captain Marvel, like when you're the most powerful being in the galaxy or universe or whatever um then you really like those things don't matter to you
0: yeah she's like i just torched a ship what more do you need from me guy <laughs> yeah. um so i that that was my number one i had uh the this is war one on there too uh, my hands are filthy from it uh another one that i really liked was more a funny one uh, I'm about five seconds away from complicating that wall with some ugly ass scroll scroll brains. Someone <laughs> killed me.
1: Oh man, I don't know how. Sammy Jackson always gets such good lines. Jeez, <laughs> he's Sammy Jackson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's do the Hawkeye award for the most un- uh, unexpectedly inspiring moment, because the right answer is probably the uh, the. Um, I have nothing to prove to you line. But I think before that too, and this is going to win another award as well, but the flashback montage of when she's constantly standing up, um, like she falls and then she stands up. It was really well done. And I don't think it was cheesy at all because the movie had already touched on her memories. So it's not weird to see it at this point. I always hate in movies where you see, like sometimes you have to do it. There's no other way around it, but it's just kind of lazy where you see somebody's memories or see somebody from the past talking to you like it's you know freaking Obi-Wan or something um but i think in this instance it was done really well because you saw those memories earlier and it ties back in with the earlier montage of her trying to figure out who she was so i i i really liked that one
1: yeah that's a really good one i wish i would have thought of that yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really well that's what point. i
0: think that's what i think of when i see this movie that and the uh the i have nothing to prove to you
1: yeah that was like um that was very inspiring, and um I'm ashamed that I chose the one that I did. <laughs> what did you pick? <laughs> so uh, I I I just put like you know when she finally kind of taps into her full power and takes on the whole fleet by herself. I um, see that's the
0: same. That's the same scene, so I think that can work because she had the flashback yeah, montage and then taps into her full power. It's
1: really it really is like I'm I'm picturing her like being powerful and everything but the the real strength of that moment is like her getting up yeah
0: that's where her power came from is her own self-confidence and her refusal to be dependent on this the power that she originally thought was given to her by the uh uh what is the high supreme messy what is
1: it (laughs) (laughs) the supreme uh, leader sorcerer supreme Uh, supreme intelligence supreme intelligence that was it right yeah, I don't think it's Sorcerer Supreme. It's yeah, not Sorcerer Supreme. Um, <laughs> we sound like idiots sometimes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we had it. Um, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Supreme Intelligence. Uh, she did great too. Like, um. Lawson, because yeah, the actress yeah. who played Lawson slash her view vision of the Supreme Intelligence. She did really well switching kind of between parts there. She's just got that motherly look about her.
0: She does. She's a very good actress. Uh Annette Benning. You got next pick.
1: All right. Character that inexplicably... No. Yeah. I have um, a good one for that. Okay. You, you go with that one first, because I didn't really have a good one for that. What are you picking
0: one that you don't have a good one for? I
1: don't um, know. I just picked randomly.
0: So this movie... Obviously, it made the award be, because because Fury has the uh, the pager throughout everything that we've seen. It's like, why didn't you do this earlier, bro? And I'll never forgive her for that. But whatever. And that's another flaw. We'll get to we'll get to the flaws later. Um, I think the only real answer. You can tell me if I'm crazy. Tony Stark, because Howard had formed Shield, you know, decades ago, and put the tesseract away. He had the tesseract. He died in 1991 and then this is set in 1995 so that was before 789 so uh before howard died that the tesseract was put away so tony took over but he was you know busy, busy partying getting rich and giving shotguns to isis and whatever um, but if he had a firmer grasp on what was going on the scrolls family probably could have been safe right they probably could have traced down where the tesseract was after he had been like hey where's this powerful thing that my dad was talking about so do we blame tony or do we blame howard for not properly preparing him for once he died to take over his not only his industry but being you know who he was for shield and for the betterment of of the world who do we blame
1: getting real uh, freudian there yeah. um let's let's blame the dead dad let's do yeah, that hey,
0: one let's blame the dead guy yeah, they're <laughs> both that now so blame either one
1: yeah it's true it's always a move Um,
0: is blaming the dead guy because like what are they gonna defend themselves
1: yeah i mean they didn't help the situation for sure uh i'm gonna put i saw i put the wakandans i feel like they're the ones with the technology to have detected the scrolls and uh this kind of war that's going on within the earth that nobody knew about and um They also would have been able to detect these ships coming to destroy. Um, That was the thing that
0: I thought of. Like, people complain about Eternals because, like, nobody commented on the giant hand sticking out of the ocean. But there was actually an Easter egg in, I think, she'll Look about that. Um, But I was thinking, like, how did nobody mention the fact that, like, 30 nuclear bombs or whatever were shooting towards California? And just nobody said anything. Because, like, that's invisible, you know? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And the Wakandans, that's where that ties in. The Wakandans could have done something
0: about that. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot where (laughs) (laughs) I was going with that. (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah, I, I think like that's that's the only one that I could really think of is the Wakandans. But honestly, it makes sense in the kind of lore of um Black Panther because they were so non interventionist and so they would have risked so much to just not reveal themselves to the world. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it, like I don't I don't think it's a great answer. I think both those were good good arguments. Um I'm going to go with the uh, Ragnarok award for the character cinematic peak. Uh, so Jaman Hansu, this might be his peak. He was in Guardians for a little bit although he had a really iconic he was in an iconic scene in Guardians and kind of was like tacked on here. It's kind of like a fan service, so I don't think him. You can argue Coulson, but I think he's best in Iron Man. Uh, when he's, I, I think I said this in Endgame. I liked him more in Iron Man and even Iron Man Two, where he's like this background force. He's a little witty and kind of cool, but very mysterious. I think he peaks in that. And he he's actually in this movie less than I feel like you remember, but he he was still pretty important. But I think I think it's Carol. I think that's the right option. Um, and that's only so far because I think she'll probably peak later going forward. But as of right now, Marvels comes out in November, but she's only been in this glorified background role in end game uh, cameo in shang chi and then ms marvel uh, i think she might be passed up in marvels but it's hard to assume that when that's going to be an ensemble film and this is like a solo coming of age almost tale so maybe it'll be better because she's got her memories back and it'll be like fully captain marvel rather than just veers but we'll see on that what do you have
1: yeah i agree actually um i think that <clears throat> this is going to be carol's peak and I think, you know, there's a reason for that because characters are more interesting when they have um, weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so it would be interesting to see how the Marvels, um, you know, the kind of sequel, but not a sequel to this comes about um, and what, what that kind of looks like. Uh, but compared to what she's been in so far, um, this is where she's the most interesting, where she's yeah. getting her powers. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, people that are already uh, rich and have a nice house and have kids, like, they're kind of boring. So, like, this is Captain Marvel's um, grunge years.
0: Yeah, it's her early 20s, you know, that's when she's fun. Um, yeah. Who else? i oh, the top of your head, who else do you think peaked in their first movie? I think Black Panther peaked in Civil War. And he would have peaked later, I think, but he obviously died, so he couldn't go any farther. And then I think that's probably it. Who else who who do you think peaked in their first appearance? Not including guys know. who like came back from one like like Ronin, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like tough. Uh, like Captain Mar uh, Captain America. Um, I thought as a character he was really good in the first one. I don't know if he necessarily peaked because he got more layers to him in later. Yeah, movies. I think that's way
0: more interesting than more. Lit- the end game version where he's swearing and a little bit jaded versus the perfect soldier in the first one.
1: So yeah, I don't really know.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's just Black Panther. And other people would say he peaked in his solo movie, but I would say Civil War. Um, your your pick?
1: Okay, yeah, let's uh let's pick some nits. Um, so like, how many times is the Tesseract gonna be the mcguffin of <laughs> the movie? <laughs> it's just like it's just bouncing around throughout yeah. all these movies like just ruining everybody's life the source of everything yeah <laughs> it's clearly the most powerful stone um yeah so that was kind of like a little funny that like you had to like mix in the tesseract again you can i mean
0: one. there's no other way to like you can't pick another stone and because the other ones aren't on earth and it's just yeah, that's the right pick yeah. to do it's just funny that it ended up being that one
1: yeah well it, it's kind of funny like at that time everything is based it, everything like kind of revolves around these infinity stones and now like we see that there's kind of these elemental um powers that are beyond the infinity stones and um so it's not necessarily as important to being the source of everybody's power and origins. Um so hopefully less McGuffins in the future. But Believe. Marvel likes their McGuffins.
0: That they do. I mean they base an entire <laughs> 20 movie series on it. Entire saga. A couple McGuffins. What other nits do you have?
1: Um yeah, other nits <laughs> is like uh the only main one and again it's not really a knit, but like why doesn't carol ever like show up in other movies like (laughs) like we have this like it's it's cool that they had her you know kind of start way back in the 90s but yeah i feel like we could have used you carol (laughs) (laughs) like where were you during 9 11 (laughs) that's like i'm gonna say
0: that with the eternal oh no i said that in a uh, the first captain america with ricky i said that about the eternals like they just watched the holocaust
1: happen <laughs> and they are like, yeah. "Well, we can't interfere <laughs> and then they decided to interfere yeah <laughs> yeah um so i don't know that i mean that's kind of like you know it's a movie so whatever yeah. but um that's the correct answer is because
0: they hadn't cast her yet
1: yeah i think it's a little bit a little bit of laziness to not have reasons <laughs> for her not intervening. Well, there
0: were reasons there were it, she like, I always say that, but like she was off doing uh saving the scrolls and, and Fury didn't want to do it unless he thought that was their only chance. But like, he kind of thought it was their only chance. I feel like in Avengers, that's the only one where it's like really bad and yeah. probably Age of Ultron, too.
1: They really could have used her in Avengers. <laughs> yeah, would helped.
0: Yeah, it's not like they're calling her in for the vulture couple years earlier or anything that's your that's that's it for nits.
1: that's it all
0: right i got a couple uh first off carol's first mission it was so just dark visually like i thought i was watching a dc movie i was like is this hbo max um it it was just hard to see and i thought that in theaters too so that's not just because i was watching it at home um the de-aging tech it was so good i think it it really started thriving here it really like 2015 60 like you could see it getting better with every single movie that used it in it was so good here uh but there's a couple of things that give away the fact that sammy jackson is 70 like the way he runs he just looks like an old man so it, it kind of took me out of it sometimes when you see him running like um just kind of yeah jumbling over or whatever uh, well,
1: the funny thing is like samuel jackson he kind of looks ageless like
0: that's the that's the thing. Like he looks ageless, and then when he's DH, it's very realistic. But even when he's eight, like he would, when he moves quickly, he can't because he's an old man. And it's just it, it. Next time you watch a same like a, a modern Sammy Jacks movie, w- watch him run. It's like how they'll you would pick an old man running.
1: They'll have to. I have to look at that. They need to figure out how to de-age running. <laughs> Speaking of running, Tom Cruise runs in every single movie that he's ever done. And he's a horrible runner. He looks like a I know. I've I never know. seen a man Why run that? like that before.
0: Bro, man uh, or a woman. I've never seen a person run like that. There's one point where Carol points the gun at the energy core, threatening her to shoot it, and then Jude Law drops his gun, screams no, and then lunges at her, like just shoot her, you know. Uh, that was that was odd. Uh, the fact that the tesseract doesn't burn a hole. I spelled hole wrong, but it doesn't burn a hole through everything it touches like it does in Captain America. That's kind of odd, you know, like it didn't burn his desk. Why? Uh, The big one, though, my biggest issue with this movie is just that it's a prequel, like things like they made up the name for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iron Man, right? And then here they are saying it every 10 minutes in, in the 1990s. The problem with prequels is that you almost like have to go against a couple things that are already set um that have been set in previous movies especially when there's so many movies that lead up to this one um and then on top of that it answers questions that you don't really need to know like i i I don't think i need to know why fury lost his eye and i definitely don't want to know that it's because of a cat you know that's just not interesting that that takes away the mystique of the of the uh eye patched man we've been seeing for 11 years
1: do you agree or disagree I agree with that specific one. (laughs) I think that was a little bit of a horny joke that didn't really land. Yeah. Um, but I I think that um prequels are tough because especially with franchises like this, um, it's tough to maintain continuity Mm -hmm. and Marvel usually does a very good job of maintaining continuity. Um, but here so late in the game it's really tricky to kind of tie all these together without little things that kind of go beyond the kind of suspended doubt that you, yeah. you have. in movies.
0: And as far as prequels go, this is a really good one. I put a list. I thought I put it here, but, um, Oh, here we go. In terms of prequels, I, I have tiers of prequels. Okay. So the tiers are at the top it's rogue one. That's like the best version of a prequel. I think, uh, second tier right below that, I think is this. There's a few issues, but it's okay. But Rogue One like answered the questions that we wanted and made it cooler to see Darth Vader, but didn't like ruin anything. Uh, And then you got X-Men Origins, and then you have Attack of the Clones, and then you have, way at the bottom, Scorpion King. (laughs) What do you think?
1: Oh, man. Speaking of CGI.
0: (laughs) Oh. That was bad in 2004 or whatever.
1: Hey, you've been on the Brent and Fraser chain for a long time, by the way. Speaking of homies and scorpion yeah. King kings and i now, like Brendan Fraser. now he's like cool again
0: yeah i was happy with that i've always loved Brendan Fraser. so i haven't yeah, seen the whale i need to
1: yeah i want to see that too
0: anyway. uh <laughs> <laughs> so poorly Marvel. aged cgi poorly aged cgi i think this is a very good looking movie uh, i don't know if it's heavy on prosthetics like with the scrolls and stuff but it looks really really good i, I mm. should look that up if it's i think the see. scrolls
1: are mostly prosthetics
0: uh, yeah, prosthetic mask. That was the first time that Mendelssohn wore a prosthetic mask. Hmm. Um, so that's why those looked really good. And that's, that's always the key. Like the new Guardians of the Galaxy looked amazing. It's because it set the record for most prosthetics used ever. Um, the one complaint I had, though, was when Goose ate a bunch of bad guys but I'm not really sure how squid arms shooting out of a cat's mouth and swallowing a bunch of bad guys are supposed to look in real life. So I can't really comment too much on that one.
1: Yeah. It's like, if I saw like a machine gun tear through a bunch of people, I probably would think it was fake. Cause I don't know what machine <laughs> guns tearing through people looks like.
0: I'd see somebody get shot and be like, there's not blood spurting out. But that's not how it works. I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I just watched Django." That's how
1: it was. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh i think i agree like you, you mentioned this before um the de-aging on nick fury is really good i think that it's just like it's hard to not know that it's de-aging <laughs> you know yeah. and like it reminds me of captain america i just thinking back to captain america because the like making him really skinny that actually worked really well like, i, that thought, was that like I oh, thought that well. looked terrible i thought that so bad <laughs> maybe because maybe it's because i was like 13 when i saw it but yeah. um i don't know if i'm doing the math there right but anyway You're um like, <laughs> what i don't know 14 15 um yeah so but uh i i thought that like you could tell so it was kind of distracting um that's where part of me is like when they do de-aging sometimes i'm like why don't you just put some makeup on them because <laughs> it is distracting it um, might look like
0: 10 years from now, it might look bad. Like Avengers, when it first came out, looked so good. And now you look back, yeah. it's, like, it's kind of bad. Uh, but that's yeah. why it's poorly aged. Because right now, it's not this. Yeah. The CJ movie was not poorly aged. It's,
1: the new Indiana Jones will be interesting to see Harrison Ford de aged. Um, it looks good in the trailers. Yeah. And usually, trailers are not the final rendering. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, but it's also like with actors that have been around a long time and you have a lot of footage of them young, like Samuel L. Jackson and Harrison Ford. Um, it's a lot easier. Helps. Yeah. yeah, uh, Your pick. Okay. Uh, Funniest Moment Award.
0: The Taika Waititi Award.
1: Thank you. So I don't know why when I wrote these out, I didn't put like your actual names for them. I shorthanded them, so you're going to have to no. give the names. <laughs>
0: okay. so I sent you a Word document. Did you copy them into a new Word document?
1: <laughs> and then
0: you just changed the names of a separate document?
1: I, I was you can edit notes. this document. I know. I, I was doing the notes on my phone. I don't uh, usually okay. do it like this. But um, anyway, the uh, the funniest moment to me, and it's like the obvious funny moment, but it just cracks me up when Carol Danvers punches an old lady on the train. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my like, honorable mentions. It's just like so random. She just like looks at him and smiles and um I like knowing that this was coming up, like I remember now like seeing the old lady getting onto the train or getting off of the train.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like it makes sense going back. Um but like that was
0: that was good. The first time you're like, is she right? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> how did she know that <laughs>
0: um i i think in this movie there's a lot of there was some really good woody banter and some really bad woody banter i think when they tried to force it with the Cree soldiers early in the movie like wasn't that funny he was like oh i think you're a very good looking man it's like that's yeah that's what am i thinking? that's like guardians of the galaxy two humor it just doesn't land yeah uh, but there were a couple times, especially when Talos, when we first found out that he's good, there's a lot of really good witty banter there. I think the the line when Talos says he got the black box, and then Rambo says, how'd you get that? And he goes, young lady, I don't know if you get it yet, but I have the special skill that allows to get me in a place I'm not supposed to be. She says, call me young lady, I'm going to put my foot in a place it's not supposed to be. And he says, am I supposed to guess where that is? <laughs> uh that was that's was honorable mention and then i i'm not gonna say no that's stupid um <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. i'm gonna say it. it. it's so stupid but the, the the nerdy scroll guy who says he he does like a steve oracle voice and he's like i can i can handle the modifications i thought that was so funny because all the other scrolls are like warriors and sound cool and he's like i
1: can handle the modifications yeah. Which I was, I was... and that was like right after they were like well, duh! It's in orbit, right? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't know."
0: And then he dies two minutes later, so you feel bad. Yeah. Um, and this is another stupid one, but Carol told I is Monica's the younger one, right? Yeah, Monica's younger. Carol told Monica to pick her colors, and then Monica has like no idea what to do, and then Carol just did it herself. I don't. I that I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but that was really funny to me.
1: That's just Um, like what it's like being with kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then my favorite one, when she's escaping from the scrolls at the beginning of the movie, one like growls at her and she just growls back. (laughs) That was (laughs) was so adorable. (laughs) I I love her. I think that was my funniest moment.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good moments in this. I I do think like um, Brie Larson has got a good kind of like, dryish, witty kind of way about her. Yeah. Um, I think I think they might have leaned in that a little too much. They did kind of force some of the dialogue, I think.
0: I, I think it's really just with just that scene where they're trying to show the relationship with the soldiers early. I think that's the only time where it's like we don't need any banter right now. It's fine. Um yeah. and really it started off fine because uh like she just called one guy ugly and if it just ended there it'd be funny. But then it went too far and it's just not funny anymore. Uh my pick. I want to go with the Eternals award or could this have been a limited series? Um now it's a low stakes movie that's outside of the main storyline introducing a new character that we briefly saw. So that kind of fits the mold of what uh would be a limited series on Disney Plus right now. Um but could you get people who like could people who like only watch the movies understand who she is based on her endgame introduction. I don't really think so. I think this is better served as a movie. I mean it made over a billion dollars, so it worked out. But I think especially because it's the first female led MCU movie. Although you could argue that Black Widow deserved that.
1: (laughs) Or Black Widow. Um yeah, I agree. I think that this was a great movie that you could just watch outside of the mcu like it, it stands alone pretty well and um some there's not really movies...
0: any, like there's not any times like there's the tesseract but yeah if you don't know what the tesseract in this movie is you're fine
1: right you could kind of figure it out yeah and um so like there's it's it's this movie that that stands alone very well on its own um some marvel movies don't they're really good because of the context of what happened in the first three movies. Yeah, some Um, movies are only
0: watchable because of that. Yeah. Some movies are like Endgame is better because of what built up to it. And some are just good no matter what.
1: So I think it's perfect how it is. I think it also is a story that doesn't make sense to have drawn out. Um you know like maybe you could talk like you could have her in space a little longer.
0: Yeah I'm like thinking what more storylines you could have and I guess there could be a, a limited series about our adventures over the last 20 years. Maybe like yeah. an animated series would be cool. I'm not even like animated series. So the fact that I'm saying yeah. that shows that I probably wouldn't even watch <laughs> a series about them.
1: More content is like, always better. Yeah, though. I mean, like when, when you have an origin story and the person becomes like infinitely powerful at the end of the origin story, it's kind of a short story to tell. So it's, it's great as a movie. Yeah, it's like the
0: last battle is just, yeah, we're done. I win.
1: What season two going to be like?
0: <laughs> uh, same page there. You are up.
1: All right. Not too um, many left. Yeah, let's talk about what ages the best and what ages the worst. Okay.
0: I think this is the third to last movie that will have this award for. But go ahead.
1: All right. So it's getting so, harder and
0: harder to have like what age is bad when this movie came out four years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so what age is the best i think the uh 90s nostalgia uh ages mm. the best because like that's since then you know it's only been four years five years um like 90s is just exploding and you see that in guardians of the galaxy just now um like it's a it's weird to ha- see this pop up so quickly but uh yeah it's really big right now so that worked out pretty well for them yeah that's a good one um age is the worst um i don't i don't really have anything for this
0: i don't have anything that aged poorly either i think this movie ages. i think this movie will age well because it's set in the 90s you know um also the fact that they this isn't necessarily aging whatever but the fact that they had her fall through a blockbuster video i think that was so smart because you immediately know that it's not right now right like it's a little bit funny yeah uh, uh blockbuster mm-hmm. that's gone but it, it just ages the movie perfectly right there but what ages well i put this kind of ages by the end of the movie it ages well but seeing captain marvel do hand-to-hand fighting in her first scene with uh jude law and then i'm thinking like oh yeah she can do that too she doesn't <laughs> she's not be able to just fly through spaceships and then another thing that ages well i, I feel like this is a weird thing that happens sometimes when you have an established character and then get a late backstory but i feel like we've always had fury's backstory at this point like i feel like it's just so intrinsic now because of this movie so i it's just weird how that works and again i don't love prequels but it it was smart i think to have him specifically in this movie
1: yeah i agree um and it's definitely different than nick fury of the comics which makes sense because I think Nick Fury in the comics was like a World War II, uh, not a great hero, guy, and then a Vietnam hero. So it's like, I don't know how how you do that here, but um yeah, also not a great guy. Yeah,
0: I think um, it, it, in in this in the MCU, they're always like hinting at that uh, this Nick Fury, like he's oh, he's got his he's got his dark side. Like, what has he done that's been bad ever at any point throughout the entire? His only mistake was making the weapons in Avengers. And that was not a that was a that was a mistake, you know that wasn't like yeah him maybe we'll doing something wrong out. people <laughs> no, maybe he's gonna do something worse than a uh secret invasion
1: yeah um, well well that is that is interesting because like they make him kind of like just like a kind of you know middle manager, i guess at this point, yeah, and then really like ninety five to where we see him next um it's not like that was like a super long career to for him to 18 years
0: he becomes director or no 13 years 13 years yeah becomes a director
1: so there's not really a whole lot of time for this like dark story um to kind of build up because yeah i don't know i I like him being uh
0: you don't you know what
1: i don't know what age he's supposed to be in this movie but you know it seems like he's kind of been doing this for a while so it's yeah. not like he was in desert storm or something but maybe it yeah. was.
0: who knows uh i'm gonna go with missed opportunities i thought i tried to think of a way but i just don't think there's a way to introduce captain marvel without doing a prequel um i just wish they hadn't gone against so many set things like they shouldn't have shown his eye getting ripped out like he should have ended the movie they i if they made like 30 jokes of him getting hit in the eye and then nothing happening, that would have been hilarious to me But any movie with two eyes. They shouldn't have said the word shield at all. Um prequels just have a hard ceiling and it's usually more bad than good. This one is really good, but it just left me wishing they didn't do a couple things. And that's my missed opportunity is the things that they chose to do. For it's really fan service at that point, is uh when you when you do that stuff in a prequel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I think we always throw this
0: term around like fan service, fan service. Like the entire franchise is fan service. They make it to be enjoyable for the fans, you know. So I, I sometimes catch myself when I say that, and it's like, well, yeah, it is fan service. Yep, they're making it the way fans would want it to be, and that's fine.
1: Yeah. The main point of this is that like they they try to like tie too many things into like the story. So like Carol becomes uh the inspiration for Avengers yeah and... like her
0: nickname was Avengers and then they saw it I did like that you didn't see I didn't even think about this until I saw it this time you never saw him see the type of word Avengers he just saw it and then typed something in and was like yeah, that's it so that that was yeah. a good touch to do it like that but it is weird that like I didn't like that she was the one to have named it
1: yeah so yeah so there's that and um I just think that they just tried to do a little too much, but overall it was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like this movie a lot. Um and throughout like with as far as the actual plot of this movie goes, like I don't think there's anything that I wish they would have done that they didn't do. That's a sign of a good movie. Uh you are up. We have Age of Ultron, First Avenger, She Hulk, and
1: Fight Scenes. Man, we have so many. Okay. Uh cheesy fight scenes and best fight scenes um i would say (laughs) the cheesiest fight scene uh which is still fun was like the whole train thing um Mm, it was kind of it's kind of like cool to explore like oh these are like actual warriors that are pretending to be old ladies um the best fight scene for different reasons i liked you know the final kind of piece where she's taking on the kree um it's not a whole lot of like like i like hand-to-hand stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's not that but it's just like they do it very well in this movie yeah her powers
0: are just fun to watch like she's glowing and it is sometimes fun to see like ultra powerful people just waste bad guys you know
1: yeah so it worked out well those kinds of fight scenes don't always seem to be produced well and this one was
0: yeah, I think so, too. And it's funny, like, I think the train scene, I don't know, just something was like, throw in there, and then they, I think it went a little long. But there's just one part of that that I thought was dumb, not necessarily even on the train, but Fury finds out that the Colson that's sitting next to him is not Colson. So he crashes his car into an oncoming bus. Just, like, stop the car! Get out! And then do something I, I, that just didn't make any sense to me. Like, you're putting some other, just the bus in danger.
1: You gotta it, find just, ways uh, to break things yeah,
0: yeah uh but there's a there's a lot of fun fight scenes like as you would expect in a movie i don't think there's anything that's like bad there weren't any really like bad fight scenes but there's nothing that was like top tier the uh the sleuthing fight in the records room that was kind of fun it wasn't even a fight they're just kind of avoiding each other that's always kind of fun um but i i put her best fight scene was the mental battle with the supreme intelligence as nirvana plays. It's just like a like a mind f and it's inspirational. It's a lot of fun, and then you get that incredible montage. And I I I think that was my favorite fight scene, and then immediately she just blasts with this ultimate power, and you just you're wasting guys.
1: I think that that's number one for me. Yeah, and we don't really we didn't really know that she had an inhibitor at the, until that point, right? You
0: saw it. You didn't necessarily know what it did. We originally thought that that's what gave her the power. And then she started to realize that that was inhibiting her. Yeah,
1: so that was a bit of a twist too. All right, what do we have left?
0: I'm gonna go with the Age of Ultron Award for this was way cooler after seeing the next five movies. Uh, Probably WandaVision. That's the one that benefited the most, like this movie Hmm. benefited the most from WandaVision. Uh, Seeing Monica Rambeau as an adult and then seeing her mom die. Uh, And then of course you see Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel in Multiverse of Madness. That's another one kind of ties back to this but with uh, with monica specifically fury said the line uh only if you learn." like she asked if um monica asked if she could go into space with uh with captain marvel like meter halfway or whatever and fury said only if you learn to glow like your auntie carol and then in water vision she did learn to glow right
1: she did yeah yeah that would be interesting to see where that goes well she's gonna be
0: it's it's her Ah, uh, Kamala Khan and uh, and Monica in uh, in the Marvels.
1: Yeah, so I kind of kind of the same line. Ms. Um, Marvel, uh, I think, uh, is more interesting. Like this is more interesting after seeing that. Um, but I think like those are all setting up to the Marvels mm-hmm. movie, which I think is going to be really cool and interesting. Um, and I'm excited for it. I hope it, they don't blow it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> me too.
1: Uh, I am really excited for Batman versus Superman, but I I'd love that
0: movie know. still. Justice League was one of the most garbage movies I've seen in my entire life, but I love Batman versus Superman. uh Last one. Oh, we got two more. Do you want First Avenger or do you want She Hulk?
1: Best one-off character. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry. Like I told you before, I did not <laughs> take very good notes on You're this. You're good. Yeah, Yon Rog is, I think, the best one-off character. Okay. um he's and really it's just jude law is really crazy. i love jude he's, law
0: he's yeah. never bad
1: he's pretty awesome he's got this kind of like swagger to him and he plays like a great mentor and also like a guy that like great
0: tour mentor
1: oh <Okay>. I just wanted to have a really long pause there <laughs> um, anyway um, so, <laughs> he he plays a really good mentor but also like you start to see him cracking little by little so you feel like there's this like rage within him mm-hmm. um, and he was really great I hope that they bring him back somehow honestly I, yeah I mean flashback I don't know. or he, something maybe yeah
0: flashback more than i would i, I don't think i want to see him again like we saw with uh darren cross
1: <laughs> like some
0: comedic bad guy eventually i don't want to see that uh but a flashback would be nice and i i i, I put jula and ben Mendelssohn because they were playing like the functional opposites of each other like you thought one was good one was bad and I, I said this earlier so i'm gonna go too much on it but you see the switch and it makes sense and it's never like at any point in the movie, the character characterization is the same; it's just your perception is different, yeah. right?
1: Fantastic supporting actors in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and then last one though, Robbie from New Girl. Oh yeah, no,
1: yeah. he always steals the show. That he does. In my heart. <laughs> All
0: right, She award for answers to questions that don't need to be asked. So my big question after the battle for Earth, end game, do you think that Carol Danvers and Peter Quill, didn't they hang out, just to jam out to music together? I could, I could see them slapping some karaoke. I mean, they got similar tastes in music. Uh, they're both outgoing people. I, I I would have loved to see them doing karaoke. Unfortunately, we already saw a karaoke scene. That stupid Wong Shang Chi scene, in that movie that I dislike. Pointless this movie what do you think do you think quill and danvers would be friends
1: i don't know why i'm taking so long to think about this yeah this
0: is not an important question
1: <laughs> 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 yes of course they'll be friends because that's what i don't know um I, I think so they're like uh yeah they got similar vibes going on um it's interesting like with peter quill's on earth now so they've kind of traded places um yeah it's fine but yeah i think they've they've got similar life stories except for carol doesn't remember a lot of hers so
0: i think she remembers now
1: does she you think so
0: i feel like she does yeah
1: so was the inhibitor block is this a question that doesn't need to be asked was the inhibitor blocking her memories, or was that no, just from being blown up?
0: I think it was just being blown up. And once she started putting the pieces together, it all fell together. You know,
1: okay.
0: Like she got like an etch a sketch of of her life when she was listening to the black box and talking to uh, okay. Maria, and then once that she could fill in the colors herself.
1: Okay, I yep. buy that. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Question that does not be need to be asked, and I have an answer for this. Um. <laughs> does can captain marvel read minds have you heard this theory
0: uh nope
1: (laughs) okay so when the trailer for uh endgame came out people were like okay if you turn it up really loud oh yeah (laughs) when when uh thor and um carol are staring at each other you can hear a whisper and saying i can and it's kind of weird because like you can hear some sort of dissonant sound but like no that doesn't make any sense also that's an insane
0: thing to say to somebody <laughs> with telepathy like hey i can read your mind right now <laughs> it's like that, yeah. not the first thing you would say
1: or maybe it would be i don't know uh, yeah i feel like, like that just, just, just of starting, like starting
0: like off like bluntly like hey i'm reading s- your mind right now just so you know
1: <laughs> hey just so you know you're not going crazy this is actually <laughs> me reading your mind yeah but, yeah, it's it's weird because, like, I remember Maisie, our sister, saying that. And then I listened to it and I was like, does it? It's it's very weird. Um, I <laughs> do remember that. It's like if you play a record backwards, Satan. Like it's the, the sweet, devil, the you know. devil, the <laughs> devil. Yeah. I forget what record that is supposed to be. Is that Dark Side of the Moon?
0: It's just every record that
1: oh, every record.
0: old white people don't like. They're like, oh, that. if, if you play backwards, someone's demons.
1: Old white people. I can't wait to be an old white person.
0: Like halfway there.
1: <laughs> half okay. Because yeah.
0: you're white. That's the half that you are.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, I thought you were saying. I no, was that
0: was the joke. Yeah. No, because you're halfway All to right. being old and white because you
1: are white. <laughs> I feel like this should probably be edited out.
0: But... Now we're keeping this. <laughs> okay. Are you done with us, uh, Yolk? Uh, yes. It's time for. Useless trivia. Uh the cutout that Carol shot in the head at Blockbuster is supposed to be Jim Carrey from the mask with her thinking it was a scroll because he had a green head. Uh but they couldn't get the right, so they did Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger instead. It's a tough one for me. Like
1: uh, Chris Pratt's father-in-law.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh that's how Carol and both became friends. Stanley's script reading, it was from uh, Mallrats, but he was dying, so he couldn't generate a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, so they used audio from Mallrats to enhance it, replace it. thought that was interesting. Uh, Sammy Jackson checking out the squirrels wang. That was improvised. Uh, Bree is very allergic to cats. I call her Bree because we are uh, we're soulmates. She had to CGI her scenes with Goose. So if you see Goose and Brie Larson in the same scene, the cat is CGI. That's interesting. By the way, Goose was named after Top Gun because she would have been young for Top Gun. Uh, But her comic counterpart was Chewie named after Chewbacca because she would have been young for Star Wars. Um, Most of the suit colors that she switches to when she's finding the right color, uh, they're from the comics, like different suits she wore. Uh, The security guard that she talks to is uh, Marvel's Director of Security, Barry Curtis. He started working in security with Iron Man 2 in 2010. He was also in the Guardians Holiday Special and did stunt work for She-Hulk. Interesting. Uh, the controller on, uh, on the inhibitor, as you called it, on uh, Carol's neck. It was also an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but who cares about that show? Uh, this was the first movie after Marvel's Netflix deal, so it was the first then to debut on Disney Plus for streaming. Uh, this movie features three characters who held the title of Captain Marvel in the comics, of course Carol Danvers, Mutt and Amar Bell, as a man. Uh, and in the comics her pilot call sign it wasn't Avenger, but Cheeseburger.
1: I like Cheeseburger better.
0: Carol Cheeseburger Danvers. You like
1: that? I was making the nickname was Cheeseburger. I'll, I'll start it. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Jake saw all the uh, IMDb <laughs> trivia. I thought um, those weren't
0: IMDb. I think a couple
1: um, of those were. One one that's interesting, kind of background thing is like so the the cat goose is a flurkin, uh, which you probably know and remember. Um, I saw the movie. In, inside of its tentacles are actually pocket dimensions, which is oh, pretty crazy and weird. Interesting, um, like Men in Black. Uh, yeah. I don't know why it had to swallow the um, tesseract then, if the pocket dimensions are inside of its tentacles.
0: We had to re-swallow the tentacles.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. It had that to bring sense. the
0: tentacles back in. So Whether or not yeah. it absorbed into the tentacles, it had to go back to its throat.
1: Yeah, that's true. Sorry, visualizing a cat with squid arms inside of it is difficult. So, it all checks out. Flerkin, pocket dimensions, um, Acid is what these people were on, which is the only way to explain most of Marvel.
0: Stanley was very against drug use and hated that. Doctor Strange kept you told me this one for Doctor Strange, so never yeah. mind. I'm not teaching you anything you don't know.
1: So was Lance Armstrong. Well,
0: <laughs> any more trivia for you?
1: <laughs> That's it.
0: All right, who stole the movie? Who is your MVP for Captain Marvel?
1: Uh yeah, I already said this but Jude Law, man. Jude he, Law he did so well in this movie. Yeah. Um there's really a lot of great great performances in this movie. It's probably the strength of this movie is the cast and uh, that's really fun.
0: Very but, good casting. Um, Brie Larson yeah. is I think perfect in this role, but I I can't yeah. picture a lot of actresses doing this role as well like yeah. as funny and as uh um like well I'll, I'll talk about her in a second because
1: yeah she's my i'll enemy. let you i'll i'll cede to you so that you can do your ode to brie larson
0: i love jude law i thought about putting him he instead is my sixth man of the year coming off the bench the role player really good uh you could argue sam jackson uh but he's he's doing the same thing he does in every movie and he shines in it uh, you just see him more in this one um i just think brie larson she's she's like tonally she's different from Every character we've we've seen in Marvel, uh, she's cocky and brazen, but she's not sexualized, which is um, what every other female is, what every other woman is in the MCU, uh, sexualized and powerful, and that's fine. But she is not, and a lot of neckbeards didn't like that. Uh, to this point, she's the only like strong woman in the MCU who's main per not whose main purpose, but who- she's not supposed to be super hot. Like the fact that she's attractive has nothing to do with her character, right?
1: So so far, yeah, yeah. Into at this point,
0: yeah. I think the last couple of years, I, I think that's changed. But I think she was incredible in this movie. I don't, I just can't picture somebody else in this role with the comedy, with the uh, the action sequence is really good with the drama. Um, I thought she was perfect, and she seems like she could be this ultra powerful, ultra powerful person, which is what you need.
1: Yeah, Marvel does a really good job of casting people that fit the role really well just by being themselves mm-hmm. like brie larson doesn't play a whole lot of different type of types of people um but she, who she plays she plays it really well and mm-hmm. um she did this well she was kind of cocky a little bit but just overall strong yeah. and um and witty and she did great there you go Uh,
0: big question can you skip this in your mcu rewatch so not that it's a bad movie but when you are preparing to watch endgame person you've never met showing her the movies or showing her this one what do you think so
1: i would say so it's weird because it's in between the big avengers movies so it adds context but i'm gonna say like you could skip it like You can kind of infer what happens with Captain Marvel um, when she comes onto this scene. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to miss some some pieces, but it's not as important as some other MCU movies.
0: Yeah, like you're not getting the intro to her. You don't know why she has powers, but that doesn't matter. More importantly, you don't know why she's close with Fury. But like, does that matter either? Like Fury's got a powerful friend from space. Like, okay, bought it. That's fine. So I, I think you're allowed to skip this movie. I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, like if the movie ended with um, if, you know, you have that post-credit scene with the Captain Marvel thing blinking
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then Captain Marvel shows up in the next movie you really don't miss anything. It's like, oh girl from space. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, we see. You probably but would have I'm... had to add a small like maybe you add the blinking scene into like the end of Infinity War or something, like you—you you probably like that helps because otherwise, the first time you see her saving Tony, it's like, are you good? Are you bad? And then it, it just uh, yeah. so you might have to tweak little things if you're just gonna get rid of this movie, but you—you you don't have to watch this movie to know, like, to understand why she's saving him after you see the what do you call it pager at the end of yeah. Infinity War.
1: I'm glad this. They, I'm glad they did this movie though. Like, yeah. I think I'm glad that they made her the original Captain Marvel rather than having to be a dude first and then she takes up the mantle. Um, I'm glad that uh, they kind of predicted the reaction to this movie within the movie, yeah. Like, it kind of calls out some of the toxic people that yeah. um are just around the world and have fingers for tweeting um
0: fingers of tweeting i think like this movie like i don't think it it's not a necessary movie and like didn't have to be made like it's welcome like it's a good movie uh but where does it rank we have the four levels of pantheon awesome dig it and skippable skippable just meaning it sucks where do you have it in those four levels
1: i'm gonna put it at awesome and i was i was between awesome and dig it um i think it's a great movie and um it's definitely not a pantheon and i could be convinced that it's a dig it um but there's not a whole lot of flaws it's interesting keeps you engaged and um i think that it's going to be a big part of future movies
0: yeah i think it's a very good very fun movie with a really hard ceiling but i think it hit the ceiling like i don't like how could you have made this movie better i don't think you could have it's in that like it's, it's one of those perfect movies where you just there was nothing that was done wrong that they could have done be- better with what they were given. Like there's a little bit hard It's a really intriguing plot, actually. Um, like if you're ranking most interesting plots in the MCU, this is probably top 10. Uh, it's not bad CGI. It's really well acted. But at the end of the day, the fact that it's a prequel just makes it a little bit worse. Um, so it's one of the hardest movies to rank. And I think I, I, I want to put it low because it means so little ultimately to the franchise, but there's just no real glaring flaws. It's a really good movie. So I think when I went into this, I was going to put it at Dig It. And then after watching it, I, I moved it up and I have it in Awesome. Uh, so I have it as better than Age of Ultron and worse than Homecoming. That's about right.
1: Yeah, I would put it there for sure. Um, yeah. And like you mentioned, it made a billion dollars. And it's kind of literally,
0: of- I feel, it's always weird when we say it made a billion dollars because it always feels like it's hyperbole. But like it literally made a billion dollars.
1: Yeah and that's the crazy thing is like that's just kind of normal for a lot of movies now um well maybe not a lot but a lot of marvel movies uh, uh not anymore what's the last <laughs> one that hit a billion
0: i think no way that's home yeah i think it's the only one from this from the the, the multiverse saga that's hit a billion
1: that was only maybe of forever ago, though what kind of yeah Wakanda but, Wakanda i mean it's
0: nine movies
1: i bet kinda forever did um but yeah like i think it resonated with a lot of people i think that um it was a great movie and i have said multiple times but i'm gonna say it again to close it out that it really sucks that people trash it just because they don't like the feminist parts of it which are really subtle anyway
0: yeah like there's no like i'm not talking about that uh what kind of forever made about 850 million just short of a billion so my rankings going into endgame doing next week me and bj uh we have infinity war number one this is in our pantheon infinity war number one avengers number two and iron man ragnarok gardens of the galaxy that's our top five finishing out the pantheon winter soldier and civil war uh, for awesome we have black panther Captain America, The First Avenger, Homecoming, Captain Marvel, and Age of Ultron. In Dig it, we got Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Guardians 2, and Thor. And in Skippable, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, The Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Nice warm blanket down, Skippable region, just waiting for love and thunder. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for listening. We will be back next week. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. We got BJC and back-to-back eps. This is going to be just a couple more episodes until the end of the Infinity Saga. I'll be dropping some questions, adding a couple, going into the multiverse saga. Excited to talk about some newer movies. Until then, peace out.